Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Between Realities, the VR podcast of your dreams and the good ones, the good kind like you want. Welcome to the show. My name is Alex VR. I am one of your hosts. The show has two hosts, and the second one is this fellow sitting next to me, and his name is Skiva. Skiva, how are you doing, sir? I'm good, man. I'm glad it's Friday. TGIF. Um, it's been a long week, and uh, I'm, I'm always just itching to get to the show. You know, it's always about showtime. So T G I B R F everyone. It is a pleasure to have you here with us I today. That. I love that. Victory XR is here in the house. Woo. What's up, dude. Thanks what Victory is, uh... XR for being here. Duty does the Friday podcast duty. day. Duty, 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 Just playing duty. with duty last night. We uh, hopped, hopped through some Neos, went some, did some world surfing with void citizen and duty. It was great. Fantastic oh, times. I love it. Listen, mm-hmm. VR is here accidentally up, commenting on her family funhouse account. <laughs> <laughs> and then she came back on Lisa VR. Hello, my lady, and thank you for being here as always with us. Your pal with the verified check in the house. What's up, your Boom. pal? Your pal. Looking forward to getting to know you a little bit better in the future. Wink, wink. Uh, Texas Green Tea. Hey, Texas Green Tea. He has hey. another name too, right? I think you have another name, Texas Green Tea. Maybe you don't. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Short Stack VR. Thank you for being here. Space Denizens in the house. Obscure Nerd VR. What's up, Andy? What's up, Good Andy? To see you, dude. Paradise Decay. When did we make you a mod? I don't know. Did he? When did uh, we make that, him a mod? In season one. Forever. That, that shows you how observant what PD is. Paradise Decay. <laughs> You've always been a mod here, man. Come on. Let's get it. Genghis VR. Hello, Genghis hey, VR. What's up, Genghis? Hey, thanks for dropping by. We are huge yes. fans. Big of fans. Your yes. hilarious stuff. That cat, yeah. the cat tracker dude, killed me. <laughs> Absolutely good, me. good stuff. Watching that like rigid model like yep. scurrying across the yep. floor. Hilarious. Or like version two where it like paws at her at yes, the end. That was yeah. great. Good stuff. Uh, Go check, check out her content. Sweaty Nuggy. What's up, Sweaty? Nug Nug JJ in the house. Thanks for being here, dude. Rock versus reality is here as well. Thank you all so much for joining us today. Awesome. Ah oh, gosh. Love, pretty, love our peeps. This is love the BR stuff. peeps. Should we should we bring our guest in? Nah. No, or should we have anything? I mean, I don't know. Maybe we've got important things to say and do before we do that. Yeah, I suppose we can We can bring in our guest. I'm super excited to talk to Alexander. I am too. You know, yeah. um, the, I don't know, fuck it. Everybody, just get this guy in here yeah, right now. Let's just quit wasting time. Everybody, please screen down welcome quick. to Between Realities, Mr. Alexander Clark from Starcade Arcade. Hello. What's up, Alexander? Oh, more important things to talk about than me <laughs> there's there's nothing more important to talk about <laughs> than you today today nothing. is is your day and starcade arcades day and you know i usually take a little bit more time to like like hype it up right and like and he does this and he does that and everybody welcome to the show but like we all know what you do because starcade arcade is so present in the vr community that if you're mm-hmm. here in our chat you have certainly been where starcade arcade also is you guys are are in, in everything, you do social media, you make games for all of us, and you send games out to all the creators and stuff. So I'm going to say by far, they are like the most present developers within the community, which is super awesome, right? Yeah. Like, like making games for the community and also being a part of it at the same time instead of just being behind the scenes. So, so I applaud you, sir. I appreciate that. I mean, I definitely <laughs> have to give credit. So my co-founder and best friend... He's the one who does most of the talking. I'm typically in this dark void of a cave doing most of the programming. Nice. Um, but yeah, he's, he's always super involved. And, you know, I love seeing nice. everything the community's doing and supporting it. It's so exciting for us. Very cool. You know, I would have guessed that it was the opposite. 
but right. See, we the hell I know? A lot. Yeah, we, we <laughs> get that a lot. Um, like we've gone different places and they've seen the two of us together and then he can, I guess when we're out, sometimes he looks like the more reserved one. They're like, Oh, you're the developer. And then you must be the, the sugar talker. I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm the coder. I, I don't <laughs> think but, anyone know, sometimes like, I'm forced to get behind a camera. That's how it works. <laughs> I don't think anyone really gets it, gets that mixed up between Steve and I, you know, like I, know. I think, you know, if, if <laughs> I think one of us is the talker, it's probably going to be me. And if one of us yeah. was a developer, although you're not really a developer, but you push buttons, you I do push lots of buttons, technical mm-hmm. things, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, I fly the ship, dude, because without that, we'd crash into planets, right? And That'd be no bad. one wants to crash into planets, except like Darth Vader or something, maybe. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, right. Laszlo 216 here. What's up, Laszlo? Oh, nice. What's up, buddy? Thanks for dropping into the chat and joining us. Oh, and David okay. Donald made it live. Yo, Heck yeah. David Donald, thanks for joining. <laughs> um, so before we like dive in, right, to Starcade Arcade, Space Slurpees, and, and talking with Alexander, we should probably mention that this week we have had the tremendous honor of announcing that we were selected as a finalist for the VR awards this year for social VR social VR influencer of the year of the year like what what does that even happen awesome. what way to go guys thank, thank you. you man um you know we're we're pretty we're pretty realistic about this situation right like <laughs> i mean oh. it would be amazing to, to to walk away with with the honor of saying that we won vr social influencer of the year right like that, <laughs> that would be, be cool. super sick but right thrill seeker is gonna destroy this thing I oh mean, yeah i think i don't know, well, but, you know? but we also got right. kaz and sherry right we got nathy with almost a million subscribers sure. what, is, what does thrill seeker have for subscribers like over half a million now or that's, something? A shit that's ridiculous like mathematically with and the his public fans vote, are so just... popular or yes he's 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 super popular his fans are so passionate yeah. Like yeah. he's like you can Guys, see the engagement. You're, you're underselling yourself, though. Nah, I'm I mean, just trying to stay realistic. Okay, a lot of great influencers out there, influencers like bringing great content. But like, how many of them play games and edit videos? I mean, what's great about your show is it is mixed reality. I mean, you're on a bloody spaceship. Like, give yourself some credit. It's not mixed right? reality so here. This is a spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I appreciate that sentiment, yes. Alexander. I really yes. do. And you know, yes. and I gotta say, Thank like, you. we we know that you know we put our hearts and souls into this, right? For like, sure. we dumped so much time, so much energy, so much money, mm-hmm. um, you know, so much passion and love into this project. And to see, like, we are our own biggest fans. Let's Let's just be honest. Like we love what we do. So I sign autographs for myself. Yeah, he does. <laughs> well, you know, like Skiva has like a between reality shirt that he sleeps in every single night. You know, like that's his, that's his, like it's his, like his baby. And uh, so we're like our own biggest fans. So to be recognized for the hard work and energy and love that we're putting into the show means so much to us. Like we were floored. When we Absolutely got the message floored. that yep. we uh, were selected for this thing. And um, you know, the, community support that we've gotten from the people within the industry is like uh it's like enough to like make me emotional like it is so amazing to watch so many people that we love and respect um give us such incredible feedback and you know recognize us for doing good things you know what i mean dude nathy even put out a tweet and he's like one of the people that's 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 up for this award saying vote for these guys i was 
was shocked. Right. Like, so, no. so let's not get it twisted. I don't mean to undersell us, right? Because yeah. I don't, I think we're great. <laughs> it's well-deserved. It is honestly I appreciate well that. And it means yeah. so much to us, dude. Um, but we just got to be real about this. Thrill has been killing the game for years and he has such a loyal following. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have the audience yet, right? Like maybe right. we've got the content, but this thing is a popular vote situation. And yeah. we're certainly not the most popular kids at the table, yep. even though maybe um, we might, you know, deserve to be at the table. Um, we're not the most popular yeah. ones. I'm freaking honored to be at that table. So either way, man. So honored. So yeah. anyway, maybe we should roll our little clip that we made, oh, which yeah, is okay. like our um, okay. like our judges video. Um, you know, we didn't really like get an opportunity to share this or anything. So we'll just give everybody a quick look at this video that we made um, for the VR awards. Um, kind of just like thanking them for for naming us as finalists. Cool. Let's and, do some uh, Inception stuff here. Yeah, let's do. Have it. us within us. We'll be right back. Hello everyone, I'm Alex VR. And I'm Skiva. And we are Between Realities. Thank you to the VR Awards and to AIXR for nominating us for VR Social Influencer of the Year. That is amazing. You know, our podcast really was inspired by our own conversations about virtual reality and the potential of virtual reality. Just kind of hanging out at Skiva's house in the backyard, isn't that right? That's right, dude. This technology really represents something way more profound than an immersive way to play games. It's true. You know, inside these bricks that we're strapping to our heads isn't just a new way to experience media, but could potentially be the beginning of a new way to experience being human. And on our podcast, we really like to indulge in real conversations surrounding VR with topics ranging from ethical practices to social impact, health, wellness, and spirituality, and stuff that takes us even further down the rabbit hole. Each and every week, we invite someone pushing the boundaries of virtual reality to join us in these conversations and give us their insight and perspective as we get to know the people at the forefront of this digital frontier. We really do owe a lot to our guests for making this podcast what it is, and not only our guests, but the VR community and our viewership. And we're truly honored to be nominated for this award as passionate members of the VR community ourselves. The Between Realities podcast is currently in its fourth season, and we invite you to come take a part in the conversation with us at youtube.com forward slash between realities. There you'll also find some of our other projects, including gameplay live streams, VR event coverage, mixed reality magic, and more. A vote for Between Realities is a vote for the entire VR community. That's right. We will see everyone each and every Friday at 3 o'clock Pacific Standard Time for the live broadcast of the Between Realities VR podcast. Thank you again to the VR Awards. It is an absolute honor, and we will see you all very, very soon. Bye-bye. Short real quick there. Sorry. (laughs) Bye-bye. Who was that loser that we flashed? Oh, it was, it was sadly, it's Bradley. Oh, hey, what's up, Bradley? <laughs> Bradley, Thanks what's for up? joining us here for the broadcast. So anyway, um, you know, vote for Between Realities. Heck yeah. Uh, it means a lot to us. Um, however, uh, you know, we're just happy to be honored, honored, happy, and thrilled, man. I, I just can't say enough good things. Yeah. And man, I just noticed out of the corner of my eye here that uh, Mateo is in the chat oh. and uh, sent us a super chat. Thank Yo. you, Mateo. $5 super chat from Mateo311 mm. says, stay awesome, guys. And we will. We'll try to stay awesome, just like uh, our homies over at Starcade Arcade, who mm-hmm. are certainly awesome. And we're stoked yes. to get into the show and, today. And real, real quick, guys, if you could head to the link in the description and just real quick, you literally just click a button to sign in with Google or Facebook or, or whatever the other option is, and then just pick from one of these amazing people that you see here on the screen. Hopefully us. 
But, uh, you know, there's some great people on the bill here. So if you could uh, just take a minute to do that, it would be absolutely fantastic. We'd VR really awards. It. And you can Heck vote yeah. for VR uh, Game of the Year, too. That's yes. the other voting, uh, yep. voting thing. Yeah. Good stuff on there. Mm-hmm. What do you think, cool. Alexander? Did you vote for Game of the Year? I think, well, of course. And I, I think, like, oh, Game of the Year? Oh, that's a hard one. But I still want to sell you all. Like, seriously, sure. I want to sell you all. Because, like I said, I think you're doing actual content creation. I mean, you have a virtual character and persona that you're creating and doing a mixed reality. I think that's huge. And I think a lot of people don't understand how much work it takes to pull that off. We know because we've tried with our orbit character and then that just like sunk my sleep schedule. (laughs) Um, But you all do it on a consistent basis. And then I also do love the fact that, you know, you're not whitewashing your content. You are having authentic conversations and, you know, you mentioned there's obviously lots of influencers out there, but some of them are, you can see they'll, they'll edge around touchy subjects and, you know, they'll take different sides. Um, but I think that you all have always brought an authentic and candid conversation and just put things on the table and people, that's why people like being on your show is they feel like it's a place where they can just express their opinion and say, you know, what they're thinking, what they're feeling about XR. And so everybody watching, you should definitely vote for these guys. Dude. Dude, thank you. Thank you, Alexander. Thank you. I mean, I really do like preach authenticity, like at all times, you know, like the truth literally may set you fucking free. Like there is so much liberation in not worrying about like, oh, what, how's someone going to perceive me? Oh, how's this? Or like, what's this? Mm-hmm. Just like you get in your head about like the way to be, the way to act, the way to talk, um, you know, like how authentically you want to present your opinions or your perspective on things. And at the end of the day, you cannot go wrong by just keeping it 100% real as often as possible. Um, you know, I don't want to have anything other than authentic conversations with people in my life. So it's amazing that um, folks like you, Alexander, can join us for that and, you know, can recognize that it's a safe space and you can come in here and we can just yuck it up and have a good old time loving the same stuff because that's really totally. why we're here. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah, it is. And, you know, speaking of authenticity, um, I think, you know, your guys' authenticity at Starcade Arcade is evident in your content. You know, like you don't shy away from like what you think people, you know, are going to respond to or anything like that. It's obvious that your style is like there. You're like, oh, this is what we want to do. And, you know, you have, like you said, you know, kind of like the theme and like the lore and the world that kind of transcends your games and stuff, some higher level action there. And um, I think that all boils down to you guys being willing to stay authentic with your approach to all of this. You have to. You absolutely do. You have to be authentic to what you want to create and what you want to say. I think, like, as an example, and, you know, we're going to talk about Space Slurpees later, but I'm going to share something that I actually haven't shared on any show yet. And it's that originally we received some consultancy and we received some feedback from big companies that start with an O. I won't mention who. <laughs> start and with an we O. Were, we were told that we shouldn't make space slurpees. This was early in development. They were like, this is not the type of game that people want to play. You know, you should focus on, on something else. And that was a very tough conversation for my co-founder and I because it was something that we believed in and we wanted to create. We just had this vision for it. And it's one of those times you just have to say, you know what, I have a vision. I have something that I want to create. I'm going to stick with it and do it anyway. And so I've decided I'm going to start sharing that story because now Space Slurpees is easily our most popular, most widely adopted game on the most headsets for us. And so I want to tell people that like, yeah, believe it or not, people told us not to do it. 
and we did it anyway. And so encouraging people, like, if you got something you're passionate about, you just got to chase it and do it. Yeah, and that's wow. got to be tough, man, you know, because meanwhile you've got a hypothetical largest VR company in the world telling you that what you're doing is basically a waste of time. So like yeah. who else who else do you take the advice from? You know, like they are the ones that are like leading the charge, you know? So that that has to be a tough well, conversation. And it, and it just it goes to show, man, follow your passion, right? No matter what anyone says, do what is do what's in your heart and do you, you know? Mhm. So Mm -hmm. yeah applaud you again even when it's hard it can pay off (laughs) right well and you know and i've said this before and i'm not really afraid to say it because i feel like there's a lot of people out there who probably share my sentiment and i would love for them to maybe start thinking a little differently about it but when i took a first glance at space slurpees i was like there's no way that's fun you know like you just look at it and it's like (sighs) so simple like such a simple approach you call it snake in vr doesn't exactly sell it you know it's like okay snake from nokia like are you old enough to know what that is? And if so, did you really have fun with that game or was it the only thing you had? You know, so anyway, I'm not trying to bash it. What I am saying is that it, to me, it didn't seem like something I would love. I was like, okay, simple approach. Yeah, it's very like cartoony art style. I don't know. And getting into that shit, it was addicting, man. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm so happy to tell people like, hey, you should play Space Slurpees because it's yep. cheap, it's approachable, you like, it's comfortable, you know, and now there's a between realities level in the game. Thank you so much, by the way, dude, yeah, for dude. including us in that. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's an honor. It was a really fun map, too. That we're able to create it but you know, and, and when what you said is uh, i'll just say it's you're not the only one and that's something that we've tried to figure out like why does the game not look more interesting than it is and it it almost is a like playing it seeing it to believe it type of thing yeah um, most people kind of look and they're like okay i don't know if that's my type of game and then they play and they're like this is actually really fun yeah once you so. play it the game completely sells itself at that point it's amazing and and you know in that uh, in that spirit, maybe you should consider releasing a demo because the second someone gets in there, it's sold. It's a done deal. Yeah. You're going to buy yeah, it. That's true. Mm-hmm. I agree, especially at the price point, you know? And, yeah. you know, like I just said, now there's a fucking between realities level, which is amazing. Wow. And it's, there's, so cool. it's the game's first ever boss fight, and it, it stars. the first boss level. It's starring Heck Dickhead yeah. Robot, too. Like, Heck. how fucking cool is that? That is amazing. Dickhead Robot's actually in a game. <laughs> Oh no! Oh, you gotta be. All right, I should have probably known, right? We shouldn't have even said. Yeah, <laughs> we should have fucking known. That's what we Did get. Did someone mention me? Ha ha ha! The single greatest part of space slurpees. I have arrived. You are not the single greatest part of space slurpees, dude. You're not the single greatest part of anything ever. No, you're not. Like this game is good for a number of reasons before you even came around. So I don't know what you think. What would he, what does he have Dude, to stand on there for that? Nothing. He's an idiot. No. And, but yeah. I mean, the between realities level is incredible, right? And it's gets, super good. He's a man. part of that. This game was a lost cause until I arrived. Now they finally have a challenging enemy in the game. Uh, I don't know, bro, because this game has multiplayer and really good multiplayer, and you're not better than humans or more challenging than humans, so I think you're full of it. Right, and you know, I mean, there's, there's like, you can tell that developers really just put a lot of, uh... I don't know what you mean by personality, but I saw the Starcade Arcade TikTok page. I would tell them to stick to game design. 
but all of their games are made for babies. <laughs> they what? are not made for babies. Does Skiva look like a baby to you? I love I love Space Slurpees. I am not a baby, man. I really am a fan of this game. I well, truly am. what I will say, though, is that it is perfect for first timers. It, it definitely right? is. Like, like yeah. we just mentioned. Or people that don't it... want to shoot things all the time. You know what I mean? Like, we need more games like this. We really do. Dickhead Robot is being an especially big dickhead today. He is, man. Like, what's your what? deal, yeah, bro? Like, what the hell? Like, Thanks your... for noticing. I needed to get my hard drive wiped after Starcade Arcade infected me with these worms. Now you'll never get rid of me. Dude, oh, get geez. rid of him. Please, right, Skiva. Please get rid of him. I dare it. you to try to defeat me in space, Slurpee. Please, dude. I will forever I'm be the greatest it. enemy in the no. game. Oh, man. I think he's gone. I think he's gone. Let's get Alexander back on. Are you there? Are you there? All right. Can you, can you hear me? Oh, sorry, dude. That's terrible. Man, that was just some cutting words for babies. Right? I don't think that's true because I feel like, you know... The younger generation can only play the free games on Oculus Quest, and we we made our game paid, so I guess we're getting adults. <laughs> God damn it, dude! Man, I wish I could keep him out. Everyone, listen. Um, that's Dickhead Robot. You know him. You hate him, and we're sorry. Yeah, sorry. We try. We do everything we can to keep him out, man. These firewalls on planet or on the, where we got our firewalls on planet earth just aren't up to par with some of this alien technology well so. i'll tell you what though you should take him up on that challenge because um this is your opportunity to kind of like you know get revenge for us you can get into mm -hmm. space slurpees and defeat dickhead robot you can make him crash and burn into a bunch of fiery fire <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah and we tried to keep him out of our game too because you know he came in and he wanted to use a bunch of profanity and we said like dude we're rated e you know like we want to be available to all audiences mm. he can't say these things but he still found his way in the game i think our like our sensor filter is working well enough that you know he keeps his language pretty clean he will insult you he says his grandma slurps better than you and <laughs> it's kind of true it's it's He's one of the more challenging jerk. levels like I've played it and I can't even defeat him. So I'd be interested to see if anybody else can. Well, You're going to need a couple of buddies, though, to do it. Our apologies for this guy getting not only into our show and our show with you, but into your video game, dude. So sorry about that. Dude, I know, it, the it looks so great. Spreading. It like, looks where's he so gonna go good. next i love all the little dhrs floating around <laughs> dude and there's such a pain too because they don't just float around like they chase you down yeah. and, and they are brutal they it's really delicious. are brutal. so yeah. what, so like, what makes this faster than some of the other enemies in the game yeah. yeah that's what i was gonna ask like what makes this a boss fight like what makes this different from a different kind of level in the game yeah so if you're watching the gameplay there's that scoreboard on the side and it's actually a combined collective score so normally when you pay, play space slurpees everybody has an individual score and it's just elimination you know last man surviving um last player surviving and in this case you may not want to kill off your friends because the only way to defeat the DHR and his little minions is to reach that score that's on there, that 7,500. And so it's going to be very hard to reach it if you kill off all your friends. And you have to work together to not run into yourself, not run into the mini DHRs, and then see if you can get them to the, the final point where you can explode and get them out of our game. 
Traveling Man 3775 with a $5 super chat flying in oh, hot. Oh, heck yeah. He says, real life superheroes. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> I protected the world with my slurping skills. <laughs> you protected the ship, dude, because we could have had another situation, right? If he didn't get taken out, well, we would have ended up with another crash ship. So when we made this mixed reality footage, um, you know, like we needed a shot of Dickhead Robot going down. You know, so mm. I was like determined and I like literally had to dig deep to make it happen. Like it is actually pretty challenging. It is. It's and hard. I, pretty challenging. I was not it's in hard. multiplayer. I was playing it solo. So I was just like jamming it, like doing my best to get it done as quickly as possible. And it is, dude, like seriously, man, like you don't even like this is like you're you're making video games, right? Like you've been doing it for a while. Maybe you're used to it. I don't know. But like I'm still like that kid that you know, could only imagine seeing a representation of like your thing in a game, you know? So, and, and, for and, the record, and a good game and a at good chat for sure, <laughs> you know, but it's like what you guys do to me is like wizardry, you know, like I, it's kind of like yeah. cars too. Like I'm the same way with cars. Like you pop a hood open, dude, like oh, I have no fucking clue what is going on under there. Like I, I don't know how to fix my shit. You know, I'm the same with like development and like, I have no idea where to even start with this. So for you, for me, this is like wizardry and to see our shit brought to life like this in a VR game. That's fun to play. That's made with intention, right? Like it's not just like slapped together. Like it's obvious that you took your time and made this good. And like, that just means so fucking much to me. And I'm, I'll speak for Skiva as well as like hardcore gamers. And like that kid who grew up playing games and can only imagine that like, you know, you didn't have like a creative character. It's like actually in there, you know, and mm -hmm. it means a lot to us, man. So thank it you does. so much. Oh, that's awesome. I'm glad to hear that too. I mean, that makes it worth it to me. It's, I guess it's a cycle it goes back and forth because um, even like hearing your immediate reactions on the map and how excited you were about it, it was like, yes, that's why we do this. <laughs> like, this is a good thing. And so I'm excited that we can get you in the lineup of our, our VR friends and special maps. Hope get your name out there too. Yeah, and, and it's a fun one. I'm glad you mentioned that because we're not the only people in here, right? We got Coffee right. in VR by Rendered Reality, which is a really cool level because you're playing at the bottom of a coffee cup, and you look yeah. up and you see and you see Sean and Tyler like peeking into the coffee cup, and it's really funny and cool. We got like VR yeah. Trend Magazine in there. We've got some amazing levels from some for some great VR content creators by. A great VR content creator. So, so thank thanks. You. <laughs> I mean, that's the best part about making games is I feel like the conversation we had with um, everybody you just mentioned, including you all, it, the question always comes up of like, there's an idea and they're like, well, it'd be cool if you could do No, I can't do this. And then we'll be like, well, we can. Like, why can't we? <laughs> like, you can make it anything you want it to be. And so even like with rendered reality, you know, when this idea of like a giant coffee cup came up, they're like, well, it'd be cool. No, you can't do something like that. I'm like, no, no, tell me what you're thinking. Yeah, like, no, keep this going. Anything is technically possible. <laughs> Man, I uh, I kind of miss those guys. Like, they've, they've been taking a Yeah, they've a been break. on hiatus. Yeah, that's, um, that's one of my favorite VR shows. It really is. That's where I got a lot of my news and stuff. I mean, th those guys, they're just such a pleasure to watch and to chat with, and they're just so authentic. And I know, you know, for us, we're, we're all about authentic authenticity, right? And those guys... I love them, man. Yeah, really they're, they're so super, awesome. super nice Agreed. guys. And I feel percent. like they they do a great, they've like hit this perfect crossroads of like 
kind of like what we do with like conversations that are like comfortable and casual and news, you know, like yeah. we don't do a lot of news. We'll talk about things that are happening because mm -hmm. we want to talk about it, but we're not like here to give people like right. the latest and greatest in VR. Um, they're doing that while having comfortable conversations about it as they go. Yeah. So they, they've got a, a good little setup and, and sometimes they have guests and stuff too. Totally. So they, you know, and they do product reviews and stuff. They do a lot of great stuff. So can't wait for those guys to come back mm -hmm. for sure. So, um, you know, Alexander, I want to dive in a little bit more just into the history of Starcade Arcade. Yep. You know, I'd like to, you know, like I know, I know a little bit, you know, I, we had you on the show for a few minutes during our community episode last season. We might've talked a little bit about this stuff, but, um, you know, Skiva and I, you know, we live next or not next to each other, but near each other. And, you know, we're here in the same space making content together and, um, you guys are in the same space making content together. And a lot of times people assume that we've been friends like forever. You know, mm -hmm. just because they have only seen us together on camera, you know. So, have you guys been friends forever? Like, how? Like, where do you guys like? To give us a little bit about like the origins and the roots of Starcade Arcade. Yeah, that's a fun topic, especially because I think we always try to make our content appear as like polished and professional as possible. And so, I think people would be surprised sometimes to know just like how grassroots our beginnings are, and probably still are. But so my co-founder and I, um, we've been friends for like five, six years. And it's just, we were, we, we were at a mutual location and I made an extremely inappropriate joke. And he's the only person in the room who laughed. <laughs> and I nice. was like, this guy's going to be my friend. <laughs> and, um, and so it, I went over and talked to him and we just started talking about ideas and things like that. And he told me about VR. He's actually who introduced me to VR. And at the time I was looking to find a project to get more technical. Um, my background, I like undergrad computer engineering and a master's electrical engineering. So I went to go work for HP and I was headed down this like management path, which was, I mean, great career option, right? Um, nothing to complain about there, but I wanted to get in touch with like my technical roots again. You know, I felt bad that I wasn't coding. I wasn't doing even like the video to game development that I'd done when I was a teenager. And so he started telling me about VR, and then I was like, oh, this is what I should do. I should just try to make a game just to polish up my skills. And we looked around, and you know, we were both fans of StarCraft and strategy games, and we didn't feel like there was anything like that in the space. Um, my favorite book and love the movie is Ender's Game, and I was like, we so should make something good, like that. dude. I fucking yes. love Ender's Game. Really Literally good. my favorite. Yeah, it's it is so good. so good. And, and so that's when we started with, like, that's what we want to create. Now, in hindsight, I think like two years after this, my mom would ask me, she was like, son, why did you start with programming in VR, which you'd never done before, on a game engine you've never programmed before, a multiplayer <laughs> strategy game? And she was like, couldn't you start with something simpler? Um, she was right. <laughs> there was a lot of learnings with that. But that's what we wanted to create. So that we created Star Blazer, which right now is just a PC VR game, and our first game lot of learnings it took a few years to really get the mechanics and, and figure out how to simplify it by going to different game conventions things like that 100 percent of the game was programmed by myself um we'd like start to hire different freelancers as it would grow and it's like a lot of people i think have started off as a hobby and then looked up one day and said like you know what i think i could make this a product <laughs> and so that's when we decided, you know, let's actually like sell Star Blazer and and see what we can do um, to bring it further. So we kept growing that, and uh, like I said, a lot of learnings from that game. 
Um, in some ways, you could say it was a success because we made a strategy game we're proud of. In some ways, you could say it's a failure because it was um, not super widely received um, mm -hmm. just in terms of like visibility because we didn't know what we were doing, right? Brand new indie devs. Um, but it was a great experience in making that and still something we love and future plans, but maybe we'll get that to later. So anyway, so that was Starblazer. And then... We were showcasing this in different conventions. And like I mentioned, that's partially where we picked up our learnings because we would take the strategy game to conventions, a lot of international ones, um, like in particular, we were in South Korea, trying to show people who only spoke Korean how to play a strategy game, Oof. and it was a disaster. And that's when we're like, wow. we need something simpler. And that's mm. when we first hatched this idea for Space Slurpees because I wanted a game that literally I could just put a headset on somebody and they could play it. Um, and so we started working on Space Slurpees, and then about that same time is when COVID hit. We were on our way to Taipei Game Show, and our flight got canceled, COVID got declared a national uh, world pandemic, and um, you know the, the show was canceled, and we were stuck in Taiwan for a little bit, and then we were some of the first people to get quarantined, but that's like... That was at the beginning of COVID when people didn't really get the whole wash your hands for 20 seconds type of thing. And so we wanted to figure out like a way we could help and send a positive message. You know, Brian was telling me about like his family and his kids, like what they're seeing in the media. And that's when we came up with our second game idea, Virus Popper. It's a rail game. It's free. The gimmick is you have to wash your hands for 20 seconds <laughs> before you can play it. And then you use disinfectants to kill the poppers and the virus. And it's just meant to be like something positive in the midst of what was a very traumatizing, scary time for the whole world. And that was super widely received. One, because we'd figured out how to simplify game mechanics by then. We, we took all our learnings from Starblazer and we're like, okay, we get what users can and cannot, what that learning curve looks like in VR. And so... That was, we, we took that learning into making that game and, of course, made it for free because this is just about, like, something to kind of help in whatever way we could the world at the time. Um, but we sprinted fast on it because a lot of people don't even realize this, but a lot of the stores started shutting down any virus-related games because usually they're, like, in bad taste oh, or could send the wrong message. We kind of skirted ours in there, and so we're one of the first. Um, Dude, and you guys did this so fast yeah. like oh, i, I cannot yeah. believe how quickly this came together mm -hmm. literally built completely built and launched a game within two weeks the core mechanics of the game it was a friday night and we came up with this idea brandon told me he was like i don't know should we take time away from starblazer which we were trying to get it to like the final stage of release he's like should we take time away from starblazer do this and I'm, we're going back and forth and he's like all right i'll give you one day come up with a poc and let's see, like, what happens. I got excited about it. I just started chugging Red Bull and then stayed up all night. <laughs> I, I sent a game to him the next morning, and it was like, we're doing this. And so then we just did two-week sprint and got it out to all the stores as fast as possible. Insanely short development time. It's um, amazing. But good thing to get it out there in that kind of time frame. And then, so then later, that's when, you know, we, we wrapped up Starblazer, and we had Virus Popper out there. Virus Popper really helped get the studio name out there people started like going you know who are these people you know hcc called and like who are these crazy devs who made a virus game during the <laughs> pandemic uh, that's the first time we got a call from hcc and got to know them because they were like we just want to meet the devs like this is brilliant um wow, and, and that's of course, so awesome. all this led up to the creation of space slurpees and release and launch of space slurpees the following year 
So, you know, I do have a, I'm, I want to like, what was it like? What was the VR game for you? You know, like you, cause you said that uh, Brandon introduced you to virtual reality. You weren't really into it. And he, he mentioned it to you. Um, did you have like an, Oh shit moment? Like we did, you know, where like you throw the headset on and it's like your brain melts and everything changes. Like what was like, what was like the, the final straw that you were like, yep. Virtual reality. That's it. Yeah. My favorite game at the time was space pirate trainer. Um, I'm just a huge fan of like sci-fi universe and it was just a fun game. And in particular, the like, Oh wow, I need to do this moment was I had already bought the VR headset because I was like really into it and trying to develop for it. But there's one particular moment where I woke up before work and I was like, I'm going to play VR for like 30 minutes. And I was playing Space Pirate Trainer, and I take off my headset, and I was disappointed to see the real world and go to work. And I was like, this needs to be my life. Mm, nice. <laughs> and, uh, and then, you know, but then we also just wanted to create like unique things that didn't exist out there yet. I couldn't play the StarCraft and VR that, you know, I want to create. And I was like, well, all right, that's what I got to do then. Damn. Well, Ambitious. there it is. Heck yeah. What was, what was, what was it for you? And don't tell, don't tell me. Oh, was it pterodactyl terror? Is that what you're gonna say? If I uh, well, pterodactyl nightmare was was what started my my initial um, obsession from when I was a kid, and and just really showed me the you know showed me like what the possibilities of the future were going to be like. And then Lawnmower Man came out, and I was like, oh my god, VR, VR, right? And then you got to had to wait forever for something yeah. cool to come out. But then I ended up getting a PlayStation VR right when that came out because I at the time I just I didn't have a good gaming PC that would run this stuff and I didn't have the money to go out and just buy a gaming PC, buy a get like a VR headset for it and and you know, so so I got a PSVR right on launch and then what really sold me um was the London Heist. Oh, and like nice. the London Heist melted my brain. Like, like none other. I, I mean, just being able to interact with things and pick up that stogie and smoke it, right? Mm -hmm. And like be stuck in a chair while with some big guy like screaming in my face and like driving down a freeway with a gun out a window. Oh my God, dude, it melted my brain. Mm -hmm. And I will never forget. I will never forget that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just absolutely amazing to me. You know, amazing. I've been a gamer my whole life, right? And I mean, VR, I'm going to call it gaming for 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 this, for all intents and purposes of, mm -hmm. of this conversation. Um, but I've always been a gamer, you know, and mm -hmm. it's amazing to me to think that there are like some 10 year old kids who are strapped the PSVR on and played London heist at 10, you know, like I know. that I is what they're going to be nostalgic for. Like they're going to be nostalgic about being in other realities already. Wow. Like, and that, like that's fucking mind blowing to me. Alexander, were you are like a hardcore gamer as a kid? Like, have you always been a gamer? Is it something that you picked up later in your life? It came a little bit later. Um, you know, I think my parents were, like, some parents were concerned. You know, yeah, you're going to lose your creativity if you just spend all your time playing video games. Um, they really encouraged me to, like, create my own things and um, to explore that. So, like, I did play video games. I like a Game Boy Advance SP, I think, was the first gaming system I really had. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think you'd be surprised how early I started just developing my own little video games. You know, just like 2D RPG type of things in middle school. Wow. Um, just because the idea of like creating them fascinated me even more than like playing them. Wow. <laughs> Which I, don't, I don't know how that makes sense, but that's just kind of how it worked. You're like, you are a developer. That's all there is to From it. From birth. <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> I guess so. I guess that's what I was meant to be. A natural born developer. 
Wow. Well, That's so impressive. You get, you get nostalgic about the game you made when you were 10, not the game you played when you were 10. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can picture it to this day. It was this little 8-bit game, and um, every time my character takes a step, the enemies take a step, and you have to, like, trap them in a little campfires. You know, that was, like, 7th grade. and yeah, Wow, I wow. so it. you developed a 2D version of Superhot? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, you're right. You <laughs> about it like that. <laughs> you know. That's funny, dude. Wow, that's incredible, man. I, I, you know, from from a child. So I started on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred um, when I was really little, and then the NES blew my mind and turned me into a full fledged gamer for the rest of my from my life. But I couldn't ever even imagine what it would have been like to create my own video games. And I, I would have been absolutely terrified to even give it a shot. All I really cared about was playing them and, and kind of diving into those, those um, new realities that, that, that were out there for me to explore. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it's inspiring to hear that there, was, there were kids my age that, you know, at that time that wanted to just develop right off the bat. That's amazing. So I'm glad to see you guys kind of on the forefront of this virtual reality technology right because we are at the beginning of this thing so that's super cool that is super cool so yeah the the creation part is definitely addicting like i mean i love video games probably my favorite of all time is minecraft because you can't just build but even Mm -hmm. then there's like times if i go back to play it and i like catch myself i'm like i'm still building a world within a video game i could actually be building my own world Mm -hmm. in my own video game and so it's like as a developer, it's a catch-22 because you almost like keep getting sucked back into the development, mm-hmm. knowing what you can make. Wow. Well, so that being said, what are you going to spill on our show? You know, what are you guys working on? What's What can we expect from, uh, from Starcade Arcade here um, in the future, you know? I think one thing that's really important for us is all of our games are in a connected universe. Um, you see, like, characters show up across them. You know, some of them you definitely see in all three games, and it's very much so implied that even though they're very different genres of games, uh, they are still part of the same universe and a part of that, that shared story. So one of the things that's important for us is to continue that legacy, which means when we make a new game, it's always going to be a new genre. But we also are not going to neglect our old games. True to the name Starcade Arcade, the vision is we want to keep all of our games updated, on par with the newest technology, with new features and development, and to keep that shared universe traveling together. And so, without saying too much, because I don't want my co-founder to kill yeah. me, but like <laughs> I would say the old games will get some love, and we, we have a lot of plans. Definitely, obviously, there's plans for new games too um but you know we want to elevate what we have as well to what our original vision was and starcade arcade's bigger now you know at one point it was just me and my apartment coding but now we've got other people working with us and we can make some of the things that i dreamed about three years ago actually happen all right well uh virus popper vaccination uh expansion (laughs) confirmed uh you know (laughs) other expansions on the way um, you know, one of the cool things that uh, happened that you guys, um, for you guys, that we I don't think we've gotten to on the show yet is um, this Pico Neo Three business, right? Mm-hmm. So Space Slurpees just came out on Pico Neo Three. So what does that even mean? Why? What's What's important about that, Alexander? Yeah, absolutely. So 
Definitely our summer has been a lot of new business opportunities for space slurpees, which if you're going to build new worlds, you also got to pay the bills, right? And so this is great for us to have these new opportunities and a lot of porting. You know, I think a couple months ago, you saw that we were a launch partner with HTC on the Vive Focus 3. And then now uh, we're very proud to announce that we just launched on Pico. And so Pico is an exciting company because the international market is huge. Um, I discovered this a lot when I worked at HP because I travel and I remember I was in Beijing and someone was like, you know, if you claim 1% of any market in China, that's more than if you claimed 90% of that market in the U.S. <laughs> but wow. it's more people. It's just you know, wow. millions of people. And it really put in perspective. And I was like, you're right. There's a big world out there, and we want to work with these international partners. And Pico's a big one. Pico, I think by most standards, you know, they're ranked number one, kind of they're, they're the industry leader in, in China, but also internationally a lot of other countries that – Facebook is not allowed in, and so opens up new markets. Uh, but they're not even the only one. So in the same week, and we didn't intentionally plan this, so hopefully they don't get mad. Um, but actually in the same week that we're announcing that we launched on Pico, we also launched with Nolo VR. Nolo VR has a standalone headset, very popular in China. I know it's leading on like JD.com and, and places where they purchase these headsets. And so they're another... Chinese-based partner that we're very happy to be working with and released on. And both of them we ended up releasing before the upcoming Chinese holiday. Um, and for us, we're just nice. really excited because we think these are like expanded markets. These are, you know, opening up opportunities for users that may never, they wouldn't have been able to be exposed to our games can now get access to them. Congratulations. That sounds Thanks. like an amazing way to get your games on more headsets and yeah. uh, get some more money in your pocket. Um, so this Nolo thing, like, what is this? Do you have one of these at the crib? Like, what's like, I yeah, do. Oh, we've got so many headsets. So over is here. this good? <laughs> is it a good headset? Tell us about it. So here you go. This is the Nolo Ooh. VR headset. Like I said, I think they oh. one of their main sales channels is on like JD.com, but I'm sure they sell at other places as well. And I know that they've primarily been focused on the Chinese market. So to be honest, I wouldn't know for sure if you can get it in the US yet. But I know that like they have talked about expanding to other regions and we've had discussions with them about other places in the world that, that they're planning on shipping. And so I think it's one to keep an eye on because they've worked with a lot of the other big companies on, on tracking and um, uh, hopefully I get this detail right. I believe this is their first standalone headset, but definitely they're like building out their portfolio. And so this has been an interesting one for us. And one of the reasons that I'll, I'll just like share a little story that we enjoyed working with them is they reached out and, um, you know, they said, hey, we'd be interested in putting space slurpees on our headset. And I asked the question, you know, how did you hear about us? And I've heard from other places like, oh, we looked at, you know, like with Fire's Popper, oh, on Steam, you know, it was trending or something like that. Or, you know, we saw these announcements. And in, in this case, the contact that I talked with, she said, my friend sent me the game and was like, you need to play this. And then she played it, loved it, and was like, no, we need you on our headset. And so as developers, I mean, we get excited when people love our games. And so when they shared that, I said, okay, uh, let's partner. That's Done. all I needed to know. <laughs> like, That's unreal, you know, If they're passionate That's about awesome. it, then, then we should work together. Wow, very cool. 
And you know, I prior to the show, I had no idea that Nolo actually came out with their own standalone headset. Like, like um, I've used Nolo products before. I've used their their tracking solutions for, for certain things. Like me and Alex were at CES one year, and, and we were trying the the Hawaii um, three off glasses, but with the Nolo attachment, it was six off, and it tracked really well. I actually you know, loved it. Yeah, you I know, did. Nolo doesn't didn't used to get the most love, but I feel like you know they were they were uh, developing something, and 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 they are a lot better now than they used to be. So it's very exciting to see um, another company like this getting into the headset game. You know, especially yeah. you know, even if it's in Asia, right? Because eventually that stuff will eventually spread out through the rest of the world, right? When the the market gets bigger, so so it's exciting, Absolutely. super exciting. It, the way I see it is. Is like there are headset well there's always devices at lots of price points and lots of availabilities to meet different types of customers right and at Starcade Arcade something we talked about is like we are very anti-gatekeeping we think that mm-hmm. there should just you know there should be equal access equal opportunity and that said, you know, usually we're talking about that in terms of like development and getting games out there. But that said, we also believe that in terms of the hardware and the headsets. And so if more people want to enter the headset game and elevate VR as a whole, then absolutely we support that. And that's a part of the reason we do these things is, you know, we, we want to stop the conversation of acting like there's only one company out there ruling VR. There's not. <laughs> there's other people entering the game and technology moves pretty fast. So the fur like the more we can help all of these companies move VR forward and then those visions of XR and, you know, the shared realities that we want mm-hmm. will come to life. So I think one of the the most exciting and probably the company that has the biggest chance of breaking into the worldwide market, uh, I would think, you know, would be HTC because they already have all of their own uh, PC VR headsets and they've been working on things like the, the Vive Focus, the Vive Focus 2, and now they have this beautiful headset, the Vive Focus 3. Um, and it's it, to me, like, I really want to get my hands on this headset. What's it like getting to be like a launch partner with these guys being one of the first games to be on this standalone HTC headset? It's incredible. It honestly is. And, you know, I, I would just have to like, if anybody from HTC watched this, I'd have to say a huge thanks because the truth is, I, you know, I'm not going to lie. HTC took a bet on us. They were working with a lot of bigger studios preparing for this Vive Focus 3 launch. And, you know, even though it was a commercial focused headset, you know, somebody said, hey, we actually need some games because everybody needs to learn how to play VR, get immersed in, immersed in VR. And so I know they're working with a, a lot of bigger studios and developers. Um, but, you know, we have a few advocates within HTC that actually knew us from Virus Popper. They stuck up for us and said, you're like, I think you should give these guys a chance. And for us, you know, when somebody chooses to take a bet on us, we're going to, like, make good on it. <laughs> and so nice. when we got the email of, hey, are you interested in developing for the Vive Focus 3? We said, absolutely, we'll get it done. And then when I got the second call of, hey, do you think you could get it done by launch? We need it ready in four days. You just say yes. You stay <laughs> up all night, you just say yes. And so that's like exactly what we did. I mean, it was a very short timeline because, um, you know, it's just, it kind of came together at all the right time. But we're just usually grateful that, like, there's people out there that within HTC that said, you know what, like, 
Rapid development studios are great. I'm glad they're moving IP forward, but there's indies doing great things too that are very capable. And if we give them the opportunity and chance, then they can also make us look good and work with us well. And so well, we try to make the process as seamless as possible for them too and make sure that our, our app only needed one QA test. They didn't reject it or turn it back even once because we were like, we're giving them a polished bill nice. and we're giving them something so they don't even have to question working with indie devs. Dude, Space Slurpees might Unreal. be, like, the most, like, adopted VR game out there. Like, it's, like is it, it on more be. headsets than you know, anything it's, else? I'll, I'll tell you, you know, I, I've seen uh, multiple um, Starcade arcade titles in the arcades as well. And I know Space Slurpees is coming to the arcades. So, th- it is everywhere. What, is I everywhere. think that's our goal. What it's game like, is on more? Saying, like, the widely, most widely adopted game in VR is, is kind of the goal. And... Honestly, with some of the conversations we're having, I don't think it's impossible. I don't think you're no. far off. Like, who? What's you might more? Be there what's more? Yeah. What's more widely adopted? What's on Pico and Oculus and HTC Vive and Focus Nolo <laughs> and Nolo? What's on all those? And the arcades and PCVR and anything. Yeah. Right. Some things I can't say because of NDAs. Dang it! Right, right, right. Well, what right. about? Ooh. Yeah, ooh, more headsets. So, let's go. So, what about? Uh, no, are I'm you? Not pulling that thread. Oh, PlayStation! PlayStation! PlayStation, yes. baby! Yes, let's go! So, woo! Original PSVR? Any any plans on original PSVR release? Or uh, he can't say. Okay, that's what he just said. But we PSVR guess, two I can, I can maybe, say for right? PlayStation, okay, for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, original PlayStation. Right? Original There's PlayStation no VR. There, that, yes. That's old. Yes. Um, PlayStation. That's something that like actually PlayStation is really easy to work with. Um, with Sony, like it, they make the process very easy for indies and developers. In fact, I've noticed a lot of attention. We are partnered with them, like on official terms, <laughs> on a legal basis. And in the past few months, I've seen this like resurgence of them opening up these like indie talk sessions and forums where they've specifically created little mini conferences for indie devs to learn more about their system and store. Because like people, I don't think people on the outside realize like PlayStation and Sony is huge. I mean, they're like. Mm-hmm so global their system's so massive it's pretty difficult to navigate just because of the size but they're very transparent like on day one they send you information like here's where you're going to send your pr stuff if you want to be featured on youtube here's where you're going to access to send your builds here's how to schedule with our qa team like they don't play games they're very transparent now as an indie studio i have two original PlayStation VR sitting over there that I haven't touched yet just because of like time and technical constraints. It's something mm-hmm. that we like, we want to do, but we haven't had, had time yet. Probably if like we were able to get another developer to help out, we'd do it. Um, so that's kind of like there where we're is. at right there. But I mean, we love their moves they're making, you know, with their announcements. And so but you don't love their moves. Next generation is really interesting. <laughs> Right, I, I would love think, the moves they're making, but you don't love the moves. Right, see, I would think that would be an interesting challenge, right, to be able to, because you have to really be able to turn around a lot and quickly um, with with games like Space Slurpees, because you know, because yeah. every the world is around you yeah. and everything you need to do is around you. So, and there's constraints, right, because this is an yeah. optically tracked system with a camera that you have to be standing in front of. So, I, I can see how uh, this could oppose some problems, but at the same time. It's like the only headset in the world that you're not on, right? That's going to be some motivation right there. <laughs> yeah, it is the motivation. You're right. Dang it. So here's, I want to. My co-founder is going to like, OCD is going to kick in. He's like, right, that's the only one. Do it, do it. 
It's a, <laughs> all right, very good PlayStation VR confirmed. We're confirming a lot of <laughs> a lot of Starcade Arcade stuff on the show today. So I want to like do something a little uh, I don't know maybe fun here in an effort to get a little bit more information about some of these headsets that you've got sitting at your house. So maybe what we could do is like you could give us a pro and a con for uh, playing Space Slurpees on each of the platforms that it supports, right? Like, so you've got... Ooh, that you've got sounds super stuff, fun. Right? Let so, me grab them all. Yeah, right? <laughs> grab every single thing. Go <laughs> give, give me grab them. 10 seconds. They're, they're right over there. Grab them. So we've Nine, got... We've got eight. Oculus Quest, <laughs> yeah. uh, Pico Neo 3, Vive Pro, mm-hmm. Steam. Mm-hmm. Rift. Rift, mm-hmm. which is Oculus, I guess, right? I guess we'll call that another platform. Oh, it is. It is. You're right. Yeah. But Index isn't, you know. That's no, Steam. it's not its own platform. It's a Steam, Steam VR, so that would kind of fall in the same bucket with, you know, the Vive, Vive mm-hmm. Pro, Vive but, Pro 2. But really what I'm trying to get at, Alexander, right now is what sucks about this Nolo headset and what's good about it. And what sucks about yeah. this uh, Pico headset and what's good about it. Sure. So that's what we're going to hear. Sure. But he doesn't want to slam them. Oh, of course not. You can't be slamming your partners, right? No, so that's that's why we have (laughs) to do it like this. Right. Pros and cons. (laughs) Pros and cons. Very easy. Very nice. Uh, Yeah, this is a nice approachable. um, All right, so hold up a headset. Let's see what you got there. Okay. You know, and I do, I will choose my words carefully. I have to be very. Yes, you will. Of course. Here. You will. Of course. Of course um, you but, do. you know, I think it's informative, right? I think it's a, it's important. It's a very valid question. Hey, right? they need to know this stuff. You know what I mean? They need to know and your perspective so as a developer. So do our viewers and so do we. <laughs> yeah, what we need they, to know. So do we. <laughs> they, they need to know. I agree. They Inquiring need to Inquiring minds okay. want to know. What you got? So let's start with. Windows Mixed Reality. Ooh, we didn't Everybody even talk about that one. one. Heck yeah, that's another platform. Are you on, real quick, are you on the Windows Mixed Reality store? I mean, I know you can we're play not, through we're Steam, not on the but. Windows store, um, but. But there is full compatibility. We got the feedback yeah. that everybody with these is just playing through Steam anyway. Yeah, sure. Gotcha. So um, it does like, work, it's fully compatible. We asked those questions mm-hmm. to people who would know, and they were like, don't, don't worry about don't it. Worry Just about it. if you're on Steam, mm-hmm. you're good. We do test it and QA it. I mean, everything has to be tested, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Friends and family, hey, put on this headset, play Surface for an hour because I'm tired of it. Right. All right. So, <laughs> yep. so what's what's a uh, what's a pro for playing on Windows Mixed Reality? Okay. So I think the pro for Windows Mixed Reality. Maybe it's not specific to Space Slurpees, but just in general, I'll comment that, like, there is some integration with the OS, and I want to see Microsoft push that further. And so that's when I look at this headset, that's where I see the potential. Um, But we kind of know how that goes. Mm -hmm. I think that the con is they, they were some of the first in the space to try, like, the sensorless tracking and so anybody who's played with a mixed reality headset knows that you get that controller drift pretty bad and you can lose track of your controllers. But, you know, like kudos to them for trying the inside out tracking. And I think they really pioneered the space and mm-hmm. in, in kind of were there first of not having to put up lighthouses or stands or anything like that. Yeah. And, and that is a um, that looked like a Samsung Odyssey Plus, probably. Right. That was. Yeah, that was. A nice. Samsung and that was Plus. actually my first pc vr headset nice was a samsung odyssey so and it was great man the 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 screen wow it was like so high resolution the the uh the the headphones were amazing but you know we had the controllers and and samsung controllers the controllers and samsung is the one company that tried to improve upon the original um windows mixed reality controllers and they and they 
they changed it, I think, as much as they were probably allowed to, mm-hmm. right? But yeah. still, fantastic headset for Windows MR, so. Yeah, definitely. And I think, like, another one that we've seen, I don't have it, is, like, I know HP was working really hard on, like, kind of making the best of the Windows Mixed Reality headsets. Yes. So I, think that, I think that was their goal, at least, because they had, like, the, the highest resolution display. So I've used that and been like, wow, that is pretty crisp. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I think they still, like, that tracking is their Achilles heel. It needs sure. to be um, on, Just dude. some of the other solutions. It yeah. needs yep. to be on. Like, this is virtual reality. Like, you can't yeah. fudge that. And and you see with the HP Reverb 2, right, that they actually, I think it's the only Windows MR headset, correct me if I'm wrong, everyone, but that has more cameras than than, than the, the normal two, right? And um, it, it, I think it probably works the best out of out of all of them. So HP kind of took the whole Windows MR thing and really ran with it, and and I think they worked did. with Microsoft to really uh, make it the best that it could be under its uh, constraints. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and I know that definitely like HP worked to integrate more sensors and I think other things than you know some of the other OEMs were doing. So they really did try to differentiate. And you know I'm going to pat any technology company on the back that's like trying to. Yeah. push the space forward and right? they, that's all we want to see they again changed they took a, 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 a like a lesson out of uh, samsung's book and they took those controllers and they changed them again but this time they put put the probably the biggest deal on there which is the the uh, thumbstick right and and the a and b buttons because i mean the original had a thumbstick but there was no a and b it was also a touchpad on there and it simulated a and b buttons or like you know but it just didn't work great so they they kind of went the oculus touch route and really made the controllers probably the best they can Mm be so props to them what's next yep uh hard parts figuring out the order but okay let's do this one next so here i have and I kind of want to address this one because most people, I assume, especially on the chat, have not used one of these before. But oh, this is, you're yeah. looking at the Vive Focus 3. Mm-hmm. So this is a commercially released headset. Um, a lot of interesting choices. And what I would say if I was, this is my Alexander's Headset Awards, is it would probably win the award for most comfortable headset. They tried Ooh. really hard. And the reason, you know, as I talked to me, was... They wanted a headset that a user, if it was going to be used for work, could wear for eight hours. And so there's a few design choices. One, they put the battery in the back, which is the only headset that I have over here where the battery is in the back. I think. I don't know if that's true. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure. They have this big old battery in the back as, like, a counterweight and balance to keep it centered. Um, Definitely, like, the padding cushion choices. But then they also have a fan. And so they have an actual fan that keeps the face cool. And I'm nice. sure we've all felt the experience where you have a headset and then you get kind of sweaty underneath. And honestly, I don't get that way when using this one. Um, they went for that like most comfortable approach. And even though it's like bigger, I think they, they definitely succeeded in that. I'll tell you, that's a sexy headset. It looks beautiful. It is absolutely it is. gorgeous. It is. It is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, I love some of the design choices they made with that. I, I like that you can pop a battery out of the back and put a new one in. I, I was a little, I thought it was a little weird that there wasn't a small battery in the front so you could take the battery out of the back without shutting the headset down. I feel like that was a little bit of a missed opportunity, but still, um, beautiful headset, dying to get my hands on one of these things. And I would love to see this one day compete uh, against the Quest 2. Um, 
or you it know, does, well, I thought it has swan, it's hot swappable. Does detach. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. But you have to shut the headset down to to do it. You can't just oh, pop it out yeah. and then pop a new one in, right? Because that's what hot swap means. Yeah, a hot swappable battery means hot, like the device is on and you can unplug the battery and put a new one in so that was the that's the only thing that you know i have and i thought it was also interesting too that i thought it was kind of cool that you can plug uh right into the side of the headset uh a a, a y like a split wire to then charge the controllers directly off of the uh of the headset which i thought was really neat so what would be a con for using the vive focus 3 i think it's actually you mentioned the controllers and i'm not sure i like chargeable controllers because mm. once they're dead they're dead yeah um you know a lot of the headsets just use the like double a battery that goes in the controllers and it works right mm-hmm. <laughs> if it dies you just put a new one in mm-hmm. so and you can that was on, yeah. one thing i kind of was like hmm, okay now i mean i've never had a actually had a problem with that like the, the batteries haven't died i think they they made good choices knowing that they wanted it to last a long time and so there's, I haven't seen an issue with battery life, but it was just a design decision. I was like, I don't oh, know. Damn. I don't know. So it doesn't sound that. like much of a con to me. No, and and this is interesting because I think the biggest gripe anyone has with any HTC product is with the controllers, right? You look at the Vive ones that haven't been updated since the dawn of time, and everyone's screaming for new Vive ones. And then you had the Cosmos that came out, and everyone's like, what the hell? You guys finally had a chance to redesign the controllers, and this is what you came up with, right? But now, these controllers look absolutely great. I mean, as far as they look comfortable, I haven't used it, so I can't really say what, what they're actually like, but they look fantastic. They look comfortable. They look like they made all the right choices as far as ergonomics and design went, but uh, Did maybe they? you can speak with, to that. Yeah, well, that one's a bit hard because I know for sure the controllers I have were like early dev unit, and mm. so sometimes like I think the design changed a little bit, so I don't feel like I can actually talk to like the comfort and usability because I've just seen like a lot of those things get optimized like the final stages of development. Mm, okay, gotcha. Well, this is being honest on limitations. I mean, we work mm-hmm. with some of the early hardware, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, of course, and that's, that's it's a big deal because you know HTC has I think put a they needed to put a lot of time into the development. So it's good to see that that they didn't just kind of design it and be like, okay, this is final, right? And they continued to work on it, and so that's great. Yeah. That's great because they're I, super yeah. comfortable to hold. I think they have like a kind of like a soft grip, and um, they're they're very comfortable holding. Damn. So nice. let's segue into the Quest because the Quest is the standalone yeah. headset that everyone okay. has, and yeah. I personally am super jealous of your Vive Focus Three, and like wish I had mm-hmm. one of those to fuck around with. So maybe you can uh, compare the two and uh, the Space Slurpees experience on both. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so the Quest One. I mean, everybody knows it's a pioneer of the space, like really the first mobile VR headset. So they get the accolades there, but it is the older generation. So it is the worst performance, right? It's not going to be able to compete with the newer headsets. Um, Again, if I'm being fair, it's because it's older and it was first, right? And I think Oculus knew that, which is why, so I I guess pro, yay, mobile VR introduced, Mm -hmm. right? Um, con is Old. early stages of mobile VR. <laughs> and real quick, I'm going to say I'm going to say Pro is an OLED screen in there too. You get really deep blacks and good contrast. So I just want to throw that in there. There you go. Yeah, and then so then we get our Quest Two, right? And as you know, Quest Two gets more performance. The display is pretty nice. Um, if I'm being honest, 
I think Space Slurpees looks better in the Vive Focus 3. I, I believe imagine. they have a wider field of view. The colors just seem to pop. And it could be content dependent, but we have a lot of colors in our game. And I just really feel like when I put on the Vive Focus 3, like the colors just really shine. Now, the Quest 2 is it's a solid piece of hardware, obviously. It's a, it's a great headset in terms of hardware. Biggest con is that I don't have a Facebook account. Wow. <laughs> you don't have a Facebook account. Now, yeah. tell me, is that the actual Quest 2, or was that the Quest 1 that you upgraded with that can of spray paint? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. So users know what you're talking about. This exists. This is a real thing. <laughs> this is so sacrilege. Guys, I know, right? Hopefully you guys follow uh, Starcade Arcade's TikTok account or their YouTube videos, or because there's some funny stuff. And they actually upgraded a Quest 1 into a Quest 2 um, and taught us all how to do it. So Yeah, so... You know, as we know, it, since the biggest difference between the two quests was the color change, wink, wink, just kidding. <laughs> I did say their performance was better and their screen was better. But uh, we had Yay. tried to create our own quest, too, by <laughs> using white spray paint. Uh, follow us on TikTok for more craziness. That is terrible. Someone oh, delete this. My God, that delete is so that. Funny. Burn it with fire. It's so funny. Okay, like when I came up with the original idea for the TikTok, I wanted to fake it. I was going to spray something black and just like edit it. And then Brandon was like, no, we go all out for TikTok. <laughs> so <laughs> so that quest one is just a fucking paperweight at this point, right? Like that thing's just going to sit there looking like cool. shit for the rest of its life. I, I scratched away the sensors. That's what I was about to ask. Fine. I said, are those cameras covered in paint right now? Or no, I'm, I'm guessing that was also the quest that you used that you took outside to the pool and everyone was screaming that you had your quest in direct sunlight and like you were an idiot and you didn't know any better. Right? Every, every time we take our quests outside, people get very upset. Yeah. It's just because you can. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like, oh, I know I'm right about this. You know, yeah, like for sure. And you know, and we've seen, and I think the thing is, we've all seen people that have taken their headset out for like, for like ten seconds, and then boom, their screen's yellow and and Oof. all messed up, right? Mm -hmm. Because there was like a beam of sunlight that hit those lenses, and those lenses, those Fresnel lenses, are just like crazy magnifying glasses, and they just beam the sun in there and just destroy the screen. So, but yeah. Yeah, we don't endorse sunlight play with headsets, but yeah. you know, sometimes it's necessary for the right visual. You mm -hmm. know, do it for TikTok. You have to <laughs> you have to do it sometimes, you know. So uh, yeah. like if if we're gonna do some some mixed reality footage here in between realities uh, at the studios here, uh, between reality studios, if we're gonna do some mixed reality footage, we're gonna do it on Skiva's Valve Index. And That's um, right. yeah. we often complain about the index, not the headset, but the controllers. Because yeah. we don't love the track pads on the HTC Vive ones. Way too old, way too heavy. Get that shit out of here. No analog stick. What the hell? And then the index controllers, um, you know, I'll speak for both of us, not ergonomic. For me, it, like, hurts my hands after a long enough play session. Um, and the batteries die pretty quick. And then I end up playing VR with them plugged in, and it's terrible. That. I accidentally fucking chucked one of his controllers when we were making a video, like a Blade and Sorcery thing, mm -hmm. because, you know, they, like, go over your wrists or over yeah. your hand. But no one really puts the wrist straps on for that. It's just fucking weird. Yeah, and, and they don't last. I've been through four sets of those right. controllers as well. So, you know, a lot of things. So, anyway, I'm, I'm just curious, yeah. you know, because you, you've got every headset there. You've got all these these accessories and stuff. What do you, What did your take? on the on the index controller hmm. the controller you know with all of these maybe part of the reason i don't have as many comments on the controllers is we try to take the controller as much out of the game as possible 
I mean, if you've played Space Slurpees, you know, the snake follows your hand. <laughs> you, like, <laughs> only it. use the button to select some menus. And on one hand, like, it's a cop-out, but it's a very intentional cop-out. You know, like, when HTC did approach us, and they're like, you know, we feel like you don't have a ton of, like, hand integrations to figure out when you're porting over. And I'm like, yeah. That's the point. We wanted a game that could go on every headset, and I made it super simple to make it go on every headset. Um, so, yeah, I mean, with, like, the index, I mean, if they stick to my hands, I can play Space Slurpees. <laughs> so right. I, I don't have a real issue there. Well, let's say, you're, die, yeah. let's say you're playing, uh, you know, something else. Let's say you're playing some Population 1 or something like that. Like, what do you think of the index controllers? Can you Can you jam on them? Do you like them? I don't get a lot of time out of the cave to, to yeah. play games these days, mostly. Just tell me the index controllers suck, all right? I just, that's all I want to <laughs> hear. That's what you want to hear. But, yeah. but also you have to understand, like, I'm not focused on the controllers when we play in PC VR because the best thing about PC VR is I can crank up the graphics. I get all my little pretty particle effects. So as a dev, I love PC VR yeah, because yeah. I'm, yep. I don't have to do any of the performance optimization that I have to do to ship to a mobile headset. So by the time I get in there, I'm just like, look at my pretty sparkles. I, you know, I don't care about the right. controller. Fair <laughs> enough. All right. Well, let's get into let's get to the meat and potatoes of this, right? Well, what this, about the Nola? Yeah. That's the meat and potatoes. Oh, okay. That's the okay. fucking main course. Mm-hmm. Is what I want to know about. So give me some pros yeah. and cons for this uh, for this Nolo headset that you have. Okay. So with the Nolo headset, um, one of the things actually, I think. One of the pros is their controllers. Let me grab it. Sorry, I know I keep running off screen. Yeah, what the hell, mm. dude? Mm-hmm. I thought... Wow, the pro of he's saying some of the pro of this headset is the controllers, which which is an interesting thing because I'm sure a lot of people in chat right now are going, huh? Well, the Nolo controllers were always one of the the things that people didn't like. So this right. will, this will be interesting yeah, to hear. That, it was like a okay. move controller almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know I just said I didn't have any comments on controllers, and then I show up with them, but actually. I grabbed the Quest controllers. Oops. I was going to say, wow, <laughs> those really do not Jesus. look like what I expected. You know, most, I'm sorry, folks, most of the time uh, our guests are like prepared when they come <laughs> on this show. You know, like, they are not yeah. like constantly. We definitely didn't spring this on him. On yeah, second. no, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. well, no, listen, when you come in between realities, you got to be ready for anything. Everything. Anything yeah, and exactly. everything. Exactly. It's like yeah. you get the shit. I just, <laughs> just need to move all of them over ready. here. Um, it's funny because, like, they are actually. Pretty similar. Oh my god, wow. This is probably how I get sued. But um holy cow. They are they identical. Are, if you look, so this is the, the Nolo controller, and it's very small. It, it fits in the hand really well. Um, like just in comparison, you know, to the quest one, the quest one's a bit bigger and broader, and so you do have I don't know how much it would actually physically weigh, but it feels like you're holding something bigger. But the Nolo ones definitely fit in your hand very well kind of form to it and so i do like the buttons and like the feel of the thumbstick mm-hmm. the thing i would improve is i i think this this headpiece doesn't fit my head that well mm-hmm. um it could also be one of those things that like just ergonomically speaking different markets uh right. are different yeah. tailored base right. <laughs> sizes um, and so that could be something that just I struggled with personally was the feel of it. And, you know, I think you can definitely tell, like, they're, they're working on their system and then the tracking and things like that. But that's where I go back to, like, 
I'm just glad that there is another entry in the space and that somebody else is building standalone headsets. And I think that's great. You know, well, we're going right. to stand I mean, and help them get there. Compare the quest one to the quest two, you know, like quest one and quest two are yeah. night and day almost, you know, so the first iteration is sure to have uh, some room for sure. improvement. And uh, sure. And, and, you know, I, I have some personal experience with, with trying technology that was designed and tested in Asian countries. Um, you know, we, we have been to quite a few conventions before um, the world shut down and there were AR headsets that straight up would not work for me because I did not have that structure face that is more common on the other side of the planet. Right. So, so yeah, I totally understand what you're saying there. This is probably designed heavily for, um, you know, different types of facial structures than you might see um, here on the other side of the world. So, right. Yeah, 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 definitely. And so kind of on that note, um, now I will say that even though Pico's originally Chinese based, they actually have what I would say is like the second most comfortable headset. In terms of like actual cushions, see if you look, there's this cushion on the back and then there's this cushion in the front. Yeah. Um, it's extremely comfortable and it's just very easy for, for me personally to wear. Now, I did say the Bifocus 3 was the most comfortable because I think they do a good job of cooling and things like that. Um, but this is definitely other, like without the, the cooling and the extra features like that, extremely comfortable headset to wear. It looks really nice. Um, does the Pico Neo 3 have eye tracking, or is that just the Neo 2i? That's the Neo 2i, so the base model of the Correct. 3 does not. Um, now, the Pico Neo 3 is designed in the same fact. well, not designed, but it is produced in the same factory as the Quest 2. A lot of the pieces are in, almost interchangeable, right? Really? So it's, yes, it's very similar to the Quest 2, but the head strap is designed completely different. You know, there are some different... You know, a few different things here and there, uh, but it is very, the form factor of it is very close to the uh, Quest 2. So we have so many head straps for the Quest 2 now. <laughs> yeah, we do. Like so <laughs> many. Yeah. We have one, we just got one from Kiwi, right? We've got the Elite strap. We've got the Bobo strap. The Elite I've got battery strap. The Elite battery strap. I've got some random ass Amazon, Amazon Halos, <laughs> Halo strap yeah. that we had sent to us. Like I have like five or six different head straps yeah so and if you guys are all still stuck on that rubber band version keep tuned in here because there will be quest 2 head straps going out to people in our audience so so this is an interesting thing too though because like right now we're comparing headsets and we're talking about things like comfort and form factor and ergonomics of controllers and things like that but even when with the quest for me personally it's not ready to go out of the box you know, like yeah, it needs stuff. It needs yep. a facial interface. It needs a new head strap. So Alexander, on your quest to when you're using it to play or develop, um, what do you have on there? You know, do you use VR cover? Do you have a, a new head strap? Do you have uh, grips on your controller too? Are, are you into accessories like we are? Accessorize. To be honest, yeah, we haven't spent a lot of time looking into different accessories. Um, I think we just kind of use stock and... I guess partially maybe that's the difference between like being a somebody who's enjoying the content versus like developing because we don't want to deviate too much from like the factory experience because that's probably what majority of our users are going to right and so I think we just try to treat it as much as like first time VR user as much as possible mm-hmm. you know if we were tailoring and customizing it too much to ourselves 
that's uh, kind of a sometimes it could be a dangerous path. I mean, it doesn't seem like it could be just by putting different grips and things like that. But if you're testing usability, then absolutely it could be right because if I've made my controller feel more comfortable and fit my play style, but then I program my game using that mm -hmm. controller, then I might miss a usability issue. And it could be and something so, subtle, right? Like just the tiniest very, little thing, but it mm -hmm. can make a big impact. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and in the world of development, you know, a lot of them are like adjusting tiny numbers and tuning, like how much you're turning, like how much is too much? What is the speed? And so when it's that like, minute of a change i think that's why we stay with the vanilla hardware yeah i guess that makes sense you know especially because as i've been kind of fucking around with these head straps and trying the new things and stuff like that um i'm kind of realizing that different accessories are like almost better or worse for certain situations like i don't need controller grips on my controllers when i'm playing dino but I do when I'm playing Beat Saber because I'm ripping those things like crazy. Um, similarly, I'll use Demio again as an example. Uh, the Bobo head strap, the Halo head strap, it really reduces the weight like a lot. You mm -hmm. know, like it actually mm -hmm. does. And we're going to do some reviews on these things soon. But the Bobo head strap reduces the, rate, uh, the weight a lot. And it makes the quest almost feel like it's floating in front of you, which I guess technically it is. Kind of like the PSVR does. Kind of like the yeah. PSVR, mm -hmm. but the PSVR, in my opinion, is a lot more like snug and like really like mm. grips on. Mm -hmm. The Bobo, I felt, has a little bit of a looser feel and would be perfect for something like Demio where you're spending an hour or two just like sitting there, like not doing a lot. But if I was playing Beat Saber, I don't think I would want to use the Bobo because I'm like headbanging and I'm like my head's bobbing and I'm like having mm -hmm. a great time. And if I'm like yeah. jerking my head around quick movements like that, I don't think the Bobo's the headset to use because it's like floating and not the thing is like wobbling, mm -hmm. you know, and that mm -hmm. kind of shit. Mm -hmm. So for intense stuff, I will probably use the Elite Strap or maybe the Kiwi one once I try that or something. But for chill stuff, the Bobo really makes a lot of sense. So that's definitely something that you need to keep in mind when you're using accessories. Yeah, and for me, the the elastic one is just a no for everything personally <laughs> yeah. personally for me it's just terrible it doesn't work well with my face i and don't know that's what yeah. alexander is over there using every day yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yep. you know i gotta relate to my core users what can i say <laughs> we'll, well that's all suffer good. together if we need to there you go um, so, so, you know, what needs to be said about space slurpees that we haven't gotten around to yet? You know, maybe there's like a common misconception or something that you wish everyone knew when they were going into it or, or something that you think bears repeating or we haven't just, we haven't gotten to yet. You know, what, what's unsaid right now? Yeah. Well, I think it's kind of like you said, um, it's a game that's often overlooked and I mean, I know I'm biased as a developer, but I'd say sometimes underrated, um, totally underrated. Because a lot of you know our bigger influencers that we've reached out to and try to contact to play, we don't even get replies back from, right? And they they disregard it. And so I would say, like, if there's anybody who's watching, I would say I'd encourage you just to try it um, because we've yet to have somebody try it who hated it, right? And like, the, yes. I think the worst criticism I heard was like, well. It's not my type of game, but I still have to recommend it because a lot of people would enjoy it. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll take that. That's um, great. And so I, I think definitely it's one of those things like give it a chance. We're trying to do something different. You know, we hear all the time that like people want new content in VR. We don't want just shooters and, you know, we want other things like that. And so when a new game comes along that is a different mechanic, 
I think, take a step back and say, hey, what are these guys doing? Absolutely. I think that's great advice. And, you know, mm-hmm. I was watching a stream maybe yesterday, yesterday or the day before of ZStorm Gaming on uh, on Twitch playing Space Slurpees. And if you think Space Slurpees can't be hype, think again. Because he's, like, going for the leaderboard, and he got it, by the way. Yeah. And he is, like, attacking people, you know, and, like, cutting hard in front of their paths. And, like, if you think that that doesn't look like a headshot or something, like, you're crazy. Yeah. Like, it is actually hype watching people compete in Space Slurpees. It's satisfying. Yeah. And that's the other thing, too. Like, if you do have Space Slurpees, then the number one thing I tell you is play with your friends. Like, if if you haven't tried that yet, you need to because we added modifiers ridiculous stuff new game modes like you know we have the the snakes get fatter instead of longer but there's gameplay mechanics double slurp now there's like a never die mode so if, if you don't want to play elimination based you can play point based um that's cool there's there's a lot of different things that you can do with your friends now that's really fun and so if you own the game like find somebody else who owns the game you know hit us up on our discord um find somebody there because it's it's a really fun experience with your friends. I think like multiplayer is what we envisioned. And so if you haven't tried multiplayer, you're missing out And for six really bucks are. at that, right? Yeah. It's like six, seven bucks uh, or something. Yeah. yeah I five. think you guys actually, we just, we just dropped a five today. Just for, so you know. Forever? Permanently? Sure. Why not? What? Five dollars. <laughs> sure. That's ridiculous. Like, I, you know, I, I gotta say, I almost feel sometimes like maybe space surface doesn't get the love and people trying it because the price is too low. Like, I feel like there are people out there that are like, there's no ga- good games for $5. So I'm just not going to play this. Like you, but you throw $20 Dude. on there and then they're like, Oh, I definitely have to try that. That must space be a quality Slurpees game is a no brainer at $5. Yes. You have, a have to have no brainer. have to have it. Wow, that's Absolutely. amazing. Traveling Man says the simplicity, uh, the simplicity of it is what makes it work. Person, person, Thank you. he's here, says keep on slurping in the free world. Paradise Decay, who does not love Snake? That's a good, right? that's a good thing to mention. Yeah. Nathy's here, he says that he loves the TikTok uh, videos that you guys are doing on social media. Thanks, Nathy, coming in here with a verified tag, flexing on us. And by the way, thank you for your uh, kind words on Twitter, bro. That, thank you, Nathan. You have no yep, idea how much that sure. means to us, man. Like, yep. you know, we were watching you as a content creator before we started, so... To have you say amazing things about us like that, bro, means the world to us, man. Seriously. Thank you, Nathy. You're the shit. Um, Lissa, Paradise Decay, Virtual Steve has been chilling here too. Of course, Duty Does is here. Um, been hanging out for the whole show. Chris Richardson snuck in here a little bit earlier. Chris Richardson. He's talking What's about up? the uh, the Windows Missed Reality Controller. Delirium Drew is also here. Drew, our boy mm-hmm. and Patreon. Oh, holy crap. And Mepper almost missed it. And he's got to go Whoa, back Mepper. and catch the first part. Yeah, you're damn right. You're doing Meps. <laughs> but thanks for rolling in, man. And um, thank you all for joining us. And thank you, Alexander Clark, for being our guest today. Uh, yeah, CEO dude. and founder of Starcade Arcade. Heck yeah. Dude, thanks for being a homie. Thanks for being a part of the VR community. Thanks for making great games. Thanks for including Between Realities in your awesome game. Just thank you for everything. Yes. Totally. Thank you. No, it was an honor to be on the show. It was a lot of fun. Anytime. Uh, keep watching us. we got a few announcements up our sleeve coming soon. So Sweet. Maybe we'll be back on. Sounds, sounds good. good. Yeah, sounds we good. would be happy to break any kind of news you guys want to break on our show. Feel free yep. to come by. Absolutely. Um, Should we uh, eject this guy out of here right yeah. now? Yeah, I'm done with him. All right. All right. See you later, See you buddy. Later. Adios. Bye bye. And Thanks. he's gone.
Um, Brittany, my my darling, lovingly loving wife, is here. Catching me of the show. And a Patreon as well. She is a Patreon, sweetheart. Thank you. I forced her Brittany. to. I was like, you can sign up for that. <laughs> Uh, Space Denizens here as well. What's up, man? It's good to see you. Space Denizen, what's up, Void? Catching, Void uh, Citizen. Um, oh, Void Citizen. Yeah, he just changed. He just likes to to oh. hide his identity. Oh. I think he's in witness protection in oh. YouTube right now. Okay, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Paradise <laughs> Decay. Also, thanks for coming in, man. Uh, always a pleasure to have you here. Heck yeah, P. With us. So, what's I feel like we're good here. So what's up, up, man? What's next week? So next week we have the mystical who is a, another content creator here in YouTube. And he has been, you know, he started as like just a general tech channel and uh, got hit with that VR bug pretty hard and turned into uh, all VR all the time. And the dude's great. He uh, covers everything from the news to like digging into like deep into the software of the quest and kind of like revealing things that are coming. And he's got a great community. Um, just a, a general, general, all around great guy. So very excited to yeah, speak with him. He does make some great YouTube videos. He does. And if you haven't checked him out yet, this is a great opportunity. Um, go search for the mystical on YouTube and get yourself ready because he will be joining us next Friday, a week from now at 3 PM yes. Pacific standard time. Uh, if you haven't already, I assume you have because you'd be stupid not to, but if you haven't already, please subscribe to the channel. There's a big red button. It's easy to do. Click that shit. That'd be fantastic. It really um, helps us more than you think it does. So please. Yes. Subscribe, subscribe to our channel. Um, go ahead and vote for us for the VR awards. Uh, you know, like I said, I'm just happy to be a finalist. Yeah. Honored and happy and by all means vote for us. Um, Thank you guys so much for being here. This is the best. And uh, what, what do you think? Anything? Did we miss anything? I don't think so. I think we are ready to hop into the rest of the weekend. Sounds great. It's, it's kind of sad. I don't. I don't want to leave. We could just sit here. Let's just no. keep the stream now. No, nope. okay. it's over. Okay. All right. Good it's over. Every- it's over. Have a great weekend, everyone, <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Bye bye.